0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the M365 Voice. My name is Sarah Hossie.
1: And I am Mike Bonavani. And I'm Antonio Mayo.
0: Lovely, good to be here again. And um, I want to kick us off with, we actually have a listener question for uh, the episode today. Um, It's from James, uh, and he asks, uh, we're just beginning to use Office 365, we have our important documents in OneDrive, but they but we want to start sharing files with others. Should we jump to Teams, or can we start sharing the files on SharePoint? Ah. Seems to be the classic where to share or where to store and share from, um, yeah. especially for somebody newer to Office 365. But I frankly think this is a relevant question, no matter how long you've been in Office 365, because... I think about where to share from all the time. I'm sure you do as well.
1: I think one interesting thing that he he said that they have their important documents in OneDrive. And I guess I would wonder what important means. Is it something that's sensitive? Is it something that's a record? Uh, and like an official corporate record, is it something that just contains really important info for the business of, of the organization? Um, so I think that's that's a relevant part of it, because I typically, if it's important from any of those perspectives, so either it's important to a business process or it's a corporate record or it contains sensitive info, I would not tend to store that in OneDrive. I would tend to store that in some sort of official repository for important information. And for me, that's usually Teams or SharePoint. OneDrive, especially in the traditional record management sense, I think of as um, for transitory information, right? My, my own personal data for work that is um, draft, that's temporary, that's not yet ready to share with others. Perhaps it's reference material for me, but it's also something that's transitory that is not necessarily a corporate asset. Um,
0: transitory or confidential or top secret, because if it's things like an employee review, um, or a personal yes. development plan or something like that, I tend to think about OneDrive for storing of those files because then you know it's protected unless you share it or store it in a shared folder that you know no one's going to see it but you. That's
1: a great point, actually.
0: Yeah.
2: So if you we, if we, if we take a step back and, and paint the picture about all these different different platforms, so the OneDrive, as you both alluded to, are my is my personal space. This is where me only. This is where... I have my personal files, and no one can touch the files or see the file unless I explicitly share that file or folder or files with someone else. Or if we jump into the SharePoint, which is the corporate repository for documents that automatically shared with a team of people, um, similar with with Teams, because it's all for in SharePoint. Um, it's naturally you have a whole bunch of people automatically have access to those kind of files. So that is the traditionally, we, we, we used to talk about it, the me, the me file and the we files. So me files in OneDrive and the we files is are in, in, in SharePoint and uh or back with, uh, with with Teams as well. So with that, um, yes, yeah, so we'll have to look at, um, if you are in OneDrive, whether you have important documents or not, um, if you have a whole bunch of documents that you want to collaborate with, With others, you're gonna go through the pain, uh, either share a folder with a lot of people or share a lot of files with a lot of people, which means that you're gonna have to always manage that uh, sharing capabilities on a a file basis or on a folder basis. Versus if you move your documents into SharePoint uh, and you collaborate on those documents from Teams, so you create a team and you store your documents into that SharePoint site, then you don't have to go through the process on individually sharing files or individually sharing folders and you don't have to worry about all this access management issue
1: right we tend to think of onedrive is good for light sharing with people um, whereas if you're going to collaborate on content with a group of people on an ongoing basis that's better done, you know. it's better shared through a team or through a SharePoint site. Mm-hmm. Um, managing access through groups, for example. Mm-hmm.
2: And touching on some of the compliance, uh, you talked about security. I'm telling you, but if we if we add a little bit of compliance to the to the table also, it's much easier. Uh, I know we can do compliance on OneDrive files, but. We can do a lot more compliance, depends on how you do your actual intention on the SharePoint-driven files rather than the OneDrive files, because you have more metadata, you have some content types, you have few things, you can apply multiple policies across SharePoint sites.
1: That's right, that's right. When you think about um, records management and retention, for example, so that side of compliance, um, we usually want to automate that as much as possible, and automating that requires metadata. And we know that in OneDrive, we can't assign metadata to documents. Um, so that that type of work is better done in SharePoint. Uh, and although in Teams, you can, you know, hit that open in SharePoint button, assign metadata there, that's an extra step that many people don't do, right? So assigning metadata in Teams in the files tab, that also doesn't happen. So if, if that's important, if that is an important part of the business, um, then, yeah, that kind of drives you to doing that storage and sharing through SharePoint.
2: Yeah, and with that point, um, I think we're, I'm, I'm a little bit further away from the question, but to your to your metadata point from, from Teams perspective that we cannot assign metadata, there are also solutions to that through uh, SharePoint syntax or, We've talked about it in one episode okay. how do you automatically apply default metadata? You can apply default metadata automatically through syntax or at the at the document library level or other means as well. Uh, so there are we have you have a lot of, a lot more flexibility when you start applying metadata yeah. in SharePoint and, and Teams.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: I also think it's important to think about if they already have a bunch of these important documents in their respective OneDrives. One easy way to share it, instead of thinking about taking the files of you just
1: I think we lost Sarah for a bit. I think so. Let's give her, we'll give her a minute to. Oh, Am I you. back? You're back.
0: So, Go back. On. Temporary uh, technical difficulty. Um, if you have important documents in your OneDrive, um, if you need to share them with one or a few other people, you can send an instant message in Teams, attach the file in Teams, and it will actually share it from your OneDrive with those people. So it's a fast and effective way. In fact, I think it's the most effective and quickest way for me to be able to share a file from my OneDrive with both of you is to send you an instant message in Teams, attach the file, and it will share it automatically from my OneDrive to you um, in the Teams chat.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how much that is used, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. When you say that's the most effective way to do it. Because, um, you know, I I was a late a late comer to Teams, to be honest, to, to fully get on board with Teams. Um, uh, still do a lot of email, but I've been amazed over the last couple of years just how much of that communication now happens through Teams chat. And a lot yeah. of the file sharing does happen through Teams chat. Absolutely. Yeah. And I keep those chats because I refer back to them to get that link back to that file. The one
0: thing, of course, you have to keep in mind since we've been talking about compliance and security, if your company has a limit on how long Teams chats are retained, um, I think that those limits can be set up to either kill or retain the documents that are shared via the chat, but they can lose the context of the chat conversation around the shared documents. If you have Teams chats expire, for example, in a year or in six months or etc.
1: That's right. That's right. And one nice thing uh, in OneDrive, and if you are going to share from OneDrive, and you got you both probably have more experience at this than me, is in OneDrive there is a shared menu item on the left side, and yeah. in there will actually show you stuff that's been shared with you. So if other people are sharing things with you and you need to get back to that thing, right? And I don't have an email with the sharing link anymore because maybe I got rid of that email and I can't find the chat. In OneDrive, it does show me stuff that's been shared with me and gives me a quick way to get back to it. So that I find handy, actually. It's it's very handy.
0: Yeah, whenever I teach a OneDrive basics uh, class, it's one of the things that I always go through because I think it's a very handy way to be able to find things that have been shared with you from someone else's OneDrive. Yeah. The other thing I think with OneDrive that we have to talk about is what happens when, Antonio, you have files stored in your OneDrive, you share them with others in the company, and then you take your next great opportunity at another company and you leave. What happens to the files that are stored in your OneDrive? And that's the one critical point is that somebody is going to have to take ownership of that OneDrive, and hopefully your company has been a process built in where Antonio, your manager, will get delegate access for a period of time to your OneDrive. But since OneDrive is tied to a user um, and SharePoint and Teams are tied to a group or a team or a defined permission group or an M365 group, um, you do run the risk of if you store too many files in OneDrive, those are per person based from a storage perspective. So it's important to keep that in mind in terms of the risk versus reward in terms of ongoing long-term management for people who leave the company, retire, et cetera.
2: Yeah, you make a, you make a good point here. A couple of good points actually, you may really, be really important to for the users to know is the one that you mentioned okay. that when you leave the company and when the account is deactivated, you have 30 days before you can actually deal with those files. Typically, the default is 30 days and then the actual OneDrive site is actually deleted. So, yeah. give the delegation to a manager. You, have the manager, if you haven't changed the default, has thirty days to deal with the files. And the second point you made, you made also that it's it's a terabyte only typically. Yes, so you can increase increase the personal space to more than a terabyte, but if you have a lot of data, um, you can store up to twenty five terabytes in a SharePoint site collection, not only a terabyte. That's again. Comes into a completely different discussion in terms of do I really need to store twenty five terabytes in a single SharePoint site? Yes or no. But regardless of that of that point, uh, a SharePoint site can, can store a lot more a lot more data than a, the OneDrive site. Right. Agreed.
0: I think it's you made me think of something, Mike. And then I promise, Antonio, I'll stop and uh, and hand it over to you. But. It's important to think about where you want to initially store a file because if I create a file and we start collaborating on it, it's in my OneDrive, I've shared it with both of you. And let's say we go through and we have 30 versions of the file that are automatically stored in OneDrive. Then we decide to shift the file and move it over to a SharePoint site or to Teams. All of those original versions, if I literally pick up the file and I move it, I don't know that all of those versions go with the file.
2: They will. The okay. the move will actually copy all the versions. If you
0: do a move from OneDrive, if you take it and drag it down to your computer and then upload it to yeah. Teams, and it's then it's copy, you won't have yeah. that.
2: That is a copy. Yeah,
1: that's you So won't have, you have think
0: about it. when you're yeah. initially thinking about where to store it, because you have to think about versions over time and the safety net that that provides you to be able to go back to previous versions. So if you think that it would is best shared via a SharePoint site or a team. It yeah. is better to just do that straight away than to store it in OneDrive and then do a copy of the file up to Teams because you'll lose the version tracking.
1: That's right. Exactly. That's right. So a couple of points on that. The, the default retention of a OneDrive site is 30 days, but in the SharePoint admin center under settings, you can change that to up to 3,650 days, so 10 years. So you can actually change that so that when a user account is deleted, um, the the OneDrive site is actually retained for 10 years after that, that user account is deleted. So that's an and easy configuration change to make, but that's org wide.
0: And I believe it retains it without holding on to the user license that's for correct. OneDrive. So if that's you have correct. a large size organization or you need to recover that license from a fee recruitment perspective right away, just because the OneDrive is available from a delegate perspective to the manager, the user who left does not still consume a license seat for OneDrive. That is
1: correct. That's absolutely correct. And also when you do offboard a user, when you delete a user account, there is actually a workflow now built in to the system that will allow you to assign access to that OneDrive site to their manager. So there is actually UI that comes up when you delete the user account, asking you, "Would you like to assign this to a manager?" and you can choose a user, and then they get access to the OneDrive site. And you're right, the account gets deleted, the license gets, you know, added back to your pool of licenses, and you can reuse it. And the OneDrive site is still there. So, and the, the
0: manager can delegate that, delegate their delegate access to somebody else.
1: Yes, they could give You could give permissions to a OneDrive site to somebody else. That's. little tough because you have to be a site collection admin of the OneDrive site to actually get access to it. Um, But it's doable. um, For sure. Um, On the version topic, that's an interesting one, because I found that if you do share a document with someone else, right, let's say from OneDrive, that's often done for, you know, not just for them to review it, but often it's for a co-authoring type of scenario, right? Where, okay, we're gonna work on this together. Someone else is gonna add to this document or comment on it or whatever. And now with the co-authoring infrastructure that it's in place, you get a lot more versions, right? Because it doesn't only create a version when you save. It has an algorithm behind the scenes where it either based on a certain amount of time or based on a certain number of changes, Office decides when it's gonna save a new version. So you're not ending up with 30 ver- versions, you're ending up with hundreds of versions now. So personally, I find that version history, it's still important and relevant, but it's becoming less so because there's just so many versions to sift through. Um, it's hard to find that last good version you've got to get to um, if you did need to go back. But it, it is still a consideration where depending, you know, figuring out where you're going to store it is still important and versions does play into that. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And and this uh, this feature is not only available with co-authoring. So if you are opening your document and you have the autosave on as well, it's gonna save it for you exactly based on the same algorithm, based on the number of changes probably, or the period of time. So that version that you're gonna end up with, hundreds of version, even if you yeah. don't have co-authoring, if you have autosave on, it is gonna create hundreds and hundreds of versions for you.
0: Sometimes that's hard for users to get. I know when I talk to users about OneDrive, they said, "Do every time I hit Control S or it auto saves after every keystroke, does it save a version? And Microsoft has that secret sauce, right? I always say, Microsoft detects your number of changes and snaps an invisible chalk line when it thinks you've made enough changes. But if you have a file open all day, it won't save. 20 or 30 versions necessarily, unless you're majorly updating that file through the day. It's not based on how long it's open, it's based on how many changes that you make to the file.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, you're right. I might've spoke at a turn there. I find that it's it's the amount of time between changes. Um, it just doesn't wait till, you know, you've made 10 changes, so it's gonna save or you made 15 changes. It's like, right. okay, you made two changes, and then you waited 10 minutes, you made another change, it might change, save now correct so it is based there is a time factor in there but you're right it's not just well based on time changing it
0: and Uh, we don't know what that algebraic formula i'm talking in math terms wow i'm so excited um we don't know what that magic formula is for when microsoft decides to snap the chalk line and create a version um although i'll say it does it pretty well for me and when i go back and look at version history um i feel like it represents a quantity of changes in a pretty good granularity level
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that analogy. Snap a chalk line.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like we've covered this topic pretty well. Um, James, we hope that this helped. Uh, thank you for submitting a question because we always love getting listener questions. So, anything else to add, Antonio or Mike?
1: No, I think we covered the topic pretty thoroughly.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Please. Well, we will wrap up this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Right.